Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. How? What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Okay, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Ricans? What the fuck is? What the fuck? This is Mark Marin. This is my show. You are listening to WTF. I'm trying to get trying to get a pulse on whether or not you guys think it would be a good idea for me to make oh come on Gallagher t-shirts. There seems to be a little momentum out there in the ether for some basic white on black oh come on Gallagher shirts. I I don't know. It's up to you. I got to be honest with you folks. I just had a conversation that gave me a lot of closure in my heart and a lot of uh, a, a lot of um I don't even know what to say. I interviewed Carl LeBeau, and we're going to be putting this interview up on Monday. Carl LeBeau was Sam Kennison's best friend and opening act for years. He was a guy that I had a lot of weird history with in that brief window of time that I was at the comedy store and, and you know, kind of got caught up with Kennison and that whole world. But he also has a fairly profound and disturbing and, you know, pretty human story about, about something that happened, about something that made the relationship between him and Sam really different than anything ever assumed. And it, and it is a story that he is just telling at this length on my show. And it is a story that uh, has legal implications and human implications. And, and it was, it was pretty mind blowing. So that'll be on Monday today on the show, by the way, Paul F. Tompkins, the, uh, the quite gregarious and funny. What can you say about Paul? He's a raconteur. He's a comedy impresario, a man who dresses for the gig and a guy that at some point, of course, I had some issue with and uh, whatever we talked, we, you know, we're, we're going to talk now and you'll hear it. Uh, I love the guy. Actually, we had a, a lovely time, but before that, I want to say that I was at the mall of America. I knew it was going to be difficult. I knew it was going to be weird. I knew that it might be sad, but I had no idea I would get this email. I'll start with this. Subject line, outhouse. Got a rural feel right from the get-go. Outhouse. Mark, then a misused semicolon. You have a painful spirit about what you are doing with your life, in my opinion. When you decide to take people's money for a so-called comedy show, you would hope that there would be some respect on letting the patrons know the content. I thought it was advertised. It's a comedy show. I can't believe that you can justify bringing slang, slang comments about our living God and in parentheses, Jesus into your filth act. My filth act, as opposed to my act. This was the secret filth act. Maybe you're thinking that, oh, I'm not part of God's chosen. No, I quite the contrary. I, I am a Jew, so I am chosen. Probably double chosen from where you're sitting. But you are. You will continue this dark road, but don't be deceived, Mark. You will be taken down by the only one that passes the final two ends. Judgment on all of us. And in parentheses, what would you do if everyone walked out on you? Thanks and God bless you always. I wrote back, I guess I'd be alone. In response to what I would do if everyone walked out on me. And then I said, I'm glad I connected with you. Thanks for coming out to the show. Comedy, like belief in a particular God, is subjective. 
Marin. Had no idea I would get that, but I guess if I thought about it, Minnesota did elect Michelle Bachman. There is that contingent there, and I understand, and I appreciate that guy reaching out. But the Mall of America is a sad, sleeping giant out there on the outskirts of Minneapolis in Bloomington, Minnesota. I'd been there years ago, maybe shortly after it opened, and I remember thinking that it was quite a spectacle and thinking it was quite a a horrifying spectacle. And uh, not unlike I feel about many malls. Look, I understand we are a consumer-driven culture. Uh, It is sort of uh, something that people do. They go to the mall. I went to the mall as a kid. You'd hang around. You'd spend the day there when you were a teenager, hang out by the fountain, look at the girls, walk around with your pals, see some other pals there. But the feeding frenzy that was the Mall of America when I first went there was daunting and upsetting. And now I go back, and this is in a bad economy, and I went there on the Thursday to check out the mall. The club is actually in the mall. And it was one of those moments where I think, what is America really about? Is America about democracy? Is that what we're so proud of? Or is America really about a democracy template put on the core of consumer capitalism? Is democracy or the U.S. government just really a money laundering operation for uh, corporate interests? And to keep us all relatively unhappy, if possible, so we will com- continue to try to fill that unhappiness with products and things we pay for. Maybe I'm getting a little heady, but I realize that uh, they kind of go hand in hand because I walked into that mall on a Thursday afternoon. It was empty. And this was once one of the biggest malls in America. There is a roller coaster in the middle of this mall. And I walked into an empty mall and I felt sadness but not sad because of what the mall implied but sad because no one was at the mall it seemed to me that the the stores were crying help us people in the mall stores looked stranded and alone i i realized that they may sit in those stores in a luggage store a bag store all day long with nobody even coming by i can't that would make me paralyzed with depression the sound of the mostly empty roller coaster, just a scream for help at the center, at the heart of this dying giant that is the Mall of America. And I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't hang out. I couldn't do it. And then on the weekend, I went uh, a little early before the show, and thank God there were people there. But even then, it was just parades of displaced anger and and sadness in the form of people hungry for something to feel connected with. To fill that hole. It was sad. And I, when I walked around that time, even with people in the mall, I felt drained and exhausted. Like, where's the room where I, where I can take a nap? Where's the cot room? I get this way. At all places this size, Ikea, Home Depot. I need a nap. I'm drained. But then I thought, man, if I stayed 10 more minutes in that mall, I would need something to fill what had been drained out of me. There actually was a place where you could lie down, like an oxygen bar. I don't know what that is, but but it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, a vicious circle, a catch-22, one of those. But nonetheless, the shows were as good as could be expected in a club the size of an airport hangar. Loud music, a mural on the wall that had been contracted to somebody who's popular in Minnesota. The mural actually required more attention than I did. There were spinning lights, a video presentation, loud music in a huge room. See, to like three or 400 people. Sold out a few shows. Very happy that the WTFers showed up. 
made me happy. We did what we could in a room that size with plenty of people that didn't know who I was. I think we made a bridge between the what the fucker and just the everyday fucker. And the shows went well. I made it as intimate as possible. But I did question the design and the idea behind a club that did everything in its design that it could to dwarf the comic. That's just what we need is to be small. Feel smaller. That's what we need. That helps comedy. I lashed out, of course. And then after the show, there was a lovely line of WTF fans that were buying T-shirts and CDs and asking me to sign things and take pictures with them. And some brought gifts. Some brought very interesting gifts, knitted gifts. Someone knitted me a pair of socks. They knitted me wrist warmers. They brought comic books, original artwork, cookies, things that I could use. And I found myself bartering. Depending on what someone brought, I would say, all right, these are beautiful socks. I will give you a deal on this T-shirt. Or I will give you a T-shirt for these wonderful wrist warmers that you made. And there I was in an empty mall of America after a show in the corridor outside because you had to sell outside in the actual mall itself because they let people go out the back door bartering, trading goods for goods in the mall of America. And somehow I felt like it was honest transactions that we had transcended the horror of the hamster wheel of consumer capitalism and mutual respect and appreciation for the goods at hand and their necessity in life was being appreciated in me trading a CD for a, for a beautiful pair of socks. I'm not sure that was the exact deal, but I do know that there was barter going on. That's the way it should be. Let's move back to that. Barter. Do you know, I just took a shower. Are you bragging? <laughs> yeah, a little. All right. You got one over on me. Yeah. You didn't take one? I slept as late as I could. Really? After, after San Francisco. It was a long weekend. Oh, that's right. You were up there, and we uh, we saw each other briefly. Very briefly. And then it went away. Then you went away, and everything went away. Everybody went their separate ways. Yeah, it didn't have a festival feel to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? That is true. Like, usually there's... A lot of times with these things, there's one central location where you see everybody. Right, but that goes day. on for a month. And like yeah. I was up there for a weekend. Who's making all the money up there? I was not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> I, it is not me. I was looking at very full houses. <laughs> if you're seriously asking, I'm seriously answering. Not me. Yes, I, yeah. I. And I'm not complaining. I guess. Yeah. But there comes a point <laughs> where you start to realize, like you know, hey, uh, you know, Salt Lake City's doing a festival. Right. How much do I get paid? They'll fly you out. Right. Put you up. Right, right. It seems like it's a little exploitive. Well, I've, my feeling of it is is that what I, what I love about that festival in particular is that it's not an industry thing. Right. So you're really just going up there and and having right. good shows. Yeah, no, know? they were. And they you know they were they were prompt. They showed up yeah. to pick me up. Uh, they were very nice. I happen to be a little crankier than I, I, I like to uh, admit. Right. Because I don't feel like I'm that guy anymore. But up, up there, I was like getting off stage going, this place sucks. And, you know, and I was like, you know, like, and there were people. Well, on you mean, meaning wherever you happen to be or well, San Francisco? Com- no, or no, no, no. Well, comedy. that too. I lived there <laughs> and I've been going up there for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always thought like, what a great place. And then finally realized, uh, uh, like I used to say things like, I don't know what's going on here. I right. even lived there. 
Yeah. But it's beautiful. Yeah. But there, and, and then I started to realize, like, I don't, I don't really fucking like this place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. There's good food and stuff. But people there are very caught up in themselves. It's, it's they're weird. Very, they're very proud to be living in San Francisco. And they're proud of themselves. As opposed to being proud of the city. They're proud of themselves. Well, they're for like, yeah, they're their own little cities, just yeah. trucking down the street with their piercings, <laughs> women with beards. I'm not yeah, judging, exactly. but you know, you can do whatever you want there. That's fine. Yeah. But how about saying hi to the guy that uh, you know, maybe isn't uh, you know weird uh, in that way? <laughs> well, what would be the point? Exactly. Why should somebody say exactly. hi to you? That bothered me. <laughs> like I always feel left out up there. But then, and then I think what I realized finally is that like I'm not sure I want to be part of it. Right. <laughs> exactly. You make your own little city. That's right. Yeah. Right here. I uh, oh, but the shower thing was just something like I was like hung up on. Like I don't I don't use a washcloth generally. You at home? No, I don't. And I never thought about it until I saw an episode of uh, the Chappelle Show. I actually saw the commentary of an episode of the Chappelle Show on DVD. Where Neil Brennan uh, was talking because there was a joke in um, in a sketch yeah. uh, about a uh, uh, like a, a, a reality show spoof where it's like a swapping a wife swap kind of thing yeah and so Dave's character has to go stay with a white family for a week and right. he, he talks about how nobody there used washcloths right and I did not realize that was a thing that in in the African American community it's like everybody uses a washcloth you put the soap on the cloth so you're not the soap is not being dirtied. Uh, for no, other it, people. I, I don't know if it's just African-American. It seems like the, probably the proper use of a washcloth, and we all grew up with them, but I don't remember using them much. I, I was just kind of given one, but I wasn't really told what to do with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what's the point? Can I just wash with soap? Yeah. But it, it actually exfoliates and stuff. Well, oh, long story short... <laughs> long story short, I used one today, and uh, I was... Uh, it was good. You know, I... <laughs> You know, I use it because, like, I'm 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 on these nicotine patches. I have mm -hmm. one on each arm, and when you take them off, they leave a residue. Are you yeah. supposed to be wearing two? I don't know. I, it's, <laughs> just, it's just not enough with one. It's best to just make your own rules with <laughs> stuff like that. Any any sort of drug that's going into your body. I've always thought that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, yeah. the way I figure it, it's a controlled situation. I'm not going to be surprised if I can handle this today. True. I'll probably be okay. True. Well, the the thing was is I had the 21 milligram ones, and then I ran out of them, and they were Walgreens brand, and I wasn't enjoying them much. And I'm I'm not even smoking, but I smoked a cigar. You know, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to all be about me, Paul. Paul F. Tompkins <laughs> is in my garage. You know, we're having a nice time, and I'm going to let it happen right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I think it's a beautiful plan of action because <laughs> <laughs> I was actually like I actually saw the Paul of Tompkins I didn't like on television uh, when? From, from years ago they're running uh, Mr. Shows oh sure and I saw the uh, the coming attractions of Absolutely. one Absolutely. and I'm like that's the one that, that I didn't like that's when we met that's right yeah that was the one that guy that you, was like you, the second year of Mr. Show for me I think you did the warm-up yes yeah, yeah and yeah. you were also appearing in it yes and did you write I wrote as well yes so you were in it I was yeah yeah and uh, and that was when I met you, and you were you were larger. You look much <laughs> yes. better now. Thank you. Uh, you looked younger, but you look better now. Thank you. Uh, you looked unhealthy and fat. I was both of those things. Yeah, and uh, that was the time where I didn't like you, mm -hmm. and I didn't really know. Uh, like one of the things that I had with you was that you. I'm sure you have people in your life in our jobs that uh, that uh, that this happens with, and I'm not trying to be mean because I was probably one of those guys for you, or I'd watch you and I'd be like. I don't understand. <laughs> right. I don't. Right, right, right. Like he's he's animated. He's telling a story, but I don't know mm. where to get in on this. Right. 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 And uh, and then like about three or four years ago, I was watching. I'm like, oh, I get it. It's all together. It's funny. Right. Is that mean? Do you take that as mean? No, I don't. 
Does I that don't. make sense? Oh, it absolutely yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now uh, you're very funny. Yeah. Now, uh, well, thank you. Yeah, uh, and I think you were funny then. It, you know, don't judge me. No. Listen, I it, it took me coming out to L.A. was a big uh, was a big uh, uh, thing for me creatively. It it changed everything because yeah. I've been doing stand up in Philadelphia for eight years. Philly, yeah, was just there. Yeah, at com at uh, helium, uh, helium. Yes, enjoy the city. I like that city. Yeah, it's a great town. They really, they, they, it's one of the only successful urban renewal projects I've ever seen. Oh, is that so? In a way, like mm-hmm. it's clear that they they took the downtown that was old and, right. and pretty and said, well, let's make this vital again. And it actually feels like, is that true? It's funny, I because when I go back, I've been here since '94. Yeah. in Los Angeles. So when I go back, I just see different. I don't. It's I, like I see it in terms of the things that I used to know that aren't there anymore. But it seems like it's, it's it seems like a real city. Like some tw- yeah. some cities you go yeah, to, yeah, like yeah. Atlanta and stuff. Yeah. they're still struggling yeah. for for an identity in some ways in terms of making it feel alive. But yeah. Philly, you know, you're like. Like, hey, there's people out. Yeah, it's, like, it's a functioning real yeah, yeah. metropolis. It's easy to get around, and, and it's uh, it's it's one of those cities where you you talk to strangers and it's okay. You oh, know they're great. I mean? they're, yeah. It's that weird kind of like East Coast, mm-hmm. you know, Italian. Sweat. There's something yeah. about it's a lot like New York or, or even Boston. There's a regional pride. Yeah, where people are like, "That's right, it's Philly," you yeah. know, and you're like, "Yeah, it is. Let's have some meat." Yeah, a lot of, a lot of meat pride there. A lot of meat pride. So how long were you doing comedy in Philly before you came here? For eight years. Really? I thought I was great. You might have been pretty good. Uh, I, I I thought that I was doing something. I, I thought that I was, my, my desire was ahead of my ability. Which was you know? what? Which was I, I wanted to be uh, unique. You know, I wanted, there was a lot of uh, Philly because it's, uh, you know, it's a city, but it's, it's, Basically, there's no media there, so it's like uh, the guys that I was watching um, that were successful were road comics. You well, there's also there's also a large black comic community there too, right? Yes, although at the time that I started, yeah, not really. Oh, really? You know, it was, the only guy I know from Philly. I know a couple. I know Keith Robinson. Yeah, uh, I don't. That, that might be it. Yeah, is I that mean, possible? Uh, it might be. <laughs> it might be actually. Mm. I mean, a lot of the guys Keith was around my time when I started. Yeah, he, he was a few years ahead so of you me. He started like me. Like, how old are you? I am 42. I yeah. started when I was 17. Yeah, so you started around probably the same time I did because I'm 47. I started when I was like 20. Yeah. 20, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. wow. So 86. Even, even at it. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, my first, uh, yeah, that's about around the time, yeah. But I only got good in the last few years. See, so I called it. Yeah. No, you did, absolutely. <laughs> it's true, though. You're in agreement. I was I was figuring it out at, at the time like because the, the what I saw in L.A. was a thing that I was trying to get at which was to be able to be uh, conversational and as much myself as possible on stage. Oh, my God. And I learned some... I, I went through some bad habits on my way to where I am now. I just realized know? why you know we didn't get along. Because <laughs> we were doing the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, for me, the journey in comedy was always to be myself. Yeah. That, I, that there was some... Maybe I don't know if you can relate to this, but when I was a kid... You know, I didn't fit in well. Mm-hmm. I didn't have you know a lot of great friends. I always felt like I was you know desperately trying to you know fit in. Yeah, was that you? Yeah, I mean I had friends, but I but always it was like I took nothing for granted. It was right. always like right. you know please you have to like me. That me too. Yeah, and and that was annoying. Uh, you know, <laughs> but but you find later in life that your good friends knew that about you and you yes. thought you were hiding it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you say that one thing, where you're like, oh, I fucked it up. They're like, yeah. but dude, we oh, know yeah. you. I just spent most of my life has been spent being embarrassed. 
Yeah, my, well, most of my why life. my mother used to embarrass me. What embarrassed you? Why? Oh, it's just like was it, your family? I, I no, I think it it was me. It was me. It was my own my own desperation, you know, to to be to be liked and to be accepted and into adulthood. And I would say up till the last up till up till I started going to therapy for the first time was when I started to gradually like kind of relax. And it's not like I'm not very Zen right now. I still have a ways to go, but I've gotten so much better at um, at, at just <laughs> at just being able to live life. Without, are you a panicky guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. That's what not like panic attack, but I was always like Like, uh, anxious, dread, anxious, 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 amped up. Yeah, like oh my god, yeah, Yeah, dread, a lot of dread. Like oh, this is gonna be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still, where I have to talk myself down. Right, where you realize like, hey, my head's making that up. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be fine. (laughs) The worst case scenario is hardly. The worst case scenario for most people. We should get T-shirts made that just say, "Oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> this can't go well." But uh, well, that well, that's really that's that's fucking interesting to me. So, so you come out here so eight years, but isn't it a gift though? Because if if you're in the same boat I am, I mean, to actually all of a sudden feel truly fearless on stage, mm-hmm. to feel like you're accepted for who you are and yeah. what you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't happen to. I mean, we were twenty years in, dude. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, I mean it's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't know if it was ever going to happen because, yeah. and I think then maybe you were the same as me in that because we are sort of similar trajectories in that we're building our own worlds and, mm-hmm. and we seem to find people. You had more opportunity than me uh, early on, but even when I had those opportunities and looking back at them, I say, no, when you, I'm sorry. When you say that, you mean the, the scene in L.A. when I when well, I well, you know, here, you or? were well, you were integrated into the into the crew. I mean, yeah. you did Mr. Show, and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. went on to do that uh, the this what the Alan Greer the David Alan Greer show Dag, <laughs> yeah. and it was that point where I'm like, oh, I get what he is. Paul's one of those character actors. He's a he's you <laughs> right. know you're going to be the guy that's like, oh no, right. you know, on the TV show, <laughs> the jerk and, at the office, right? The yeah. jerk at the office. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I just thought you were a jerk in real life, and, <laughs> right. and, but. But like I, I understood something, but but you had some TV success, and I and, and at, at that time I thought you were on your way. Mm-hmm. But, oh, but so did I. <laughs> <laughs> but like when I look at back at those breaks, I guess my question is this: is that you know when I really look back at all the opportunities I've had that didn't really follow through, mm-hmm. I realize now that I got those ap- opportunities out of some sort of weird charismatic insistence mm-hmm. that that you know I wanted to be part of it. You know, get me that, get me, let's get this. I'm going to sell a show. I'm going to do this. But in retrospect, I don't think I was ready for any of them. I feel when I look back and I, and I'm kind of I can't think about it too much because it'll make me crazy. Is how much of those opportunities did I squander, and how much? Uh, did my fear hold me back from uh, from proceeding um, and and perhaps being more successful today than but, I am? But what you are know? you going to do about that? There's nothing well, to get obsessed exactly, about. Exactly. I mean, but, you're younger. You're this. Or yeah, that, yeah, whatever. yeah. But it's like, but it's it's when you have the revelation. For me, it was having the revelation of like, oh wow, I I turned down this, that, whatever. I justified it to myself that I had a good reason for not sure. doing X, Y, and Z. Right. But it was because I was afraid. Right, yeah. You know, I was afraid. Right. And Like, what I, are those things? Yeah. Like, what'd you turn oh, down? For example, I, I and, and why? I'm I can't think of sp- I think it was, I, I, there were there were movies or TV shows that I didn't audition for that I, I told myself was because I, I had a greater artistic integrity. Or you weren't right for it. Right? Yeah. 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 There's yeah. that one where you're, you're at home like, and the agent calls, like, nah, yeah. I mean, that's no, that. better for somebody else yeah, yeah, who yeah. really fits. Like, I don't want to take a job away from somebody. <laughs> but it was the anxiety. Yeah. And, I, and I, I got so good at masking that to myself that I was able to, I, I, I was able to invent, I got, I got so fast at it where I could invent a reason why, like an ironclad reason, like, oh, 
that is why I should not go in on that. And you when know. you went in, did you see other guys are like, oh, that's he's going to get it. Why am oh, I even instantly. here? Instantly, yeah. yeah. Oh, always, always. Oh, you're you're so insecure. I like you all yeah. all, all, all the more better. <laughs> well, that well, yeah, because like I I found that out about myself too. Yeah. And there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that other than try to get help or you know you know who knows you just when to move forward who you know? knows what we did yeah i mean you know our talent obviously carried us there was never yeah. i never had a plan b in place did you no that, uh, never never and that's the thing that that haunts me sometimes and i have to uh, one of the, another thing that i gotta stop that i can't think about is like i got by on i i feel like the merest sliver of my ability and if i had really dedicated myself as much as i'm dedicating myself now where would i be but you get there when you get there. And like, I did not have at Hopefully. the time, I didn't have, well, I didn't have the tools at the time yeah, to, you can to, to be, to be a better uh, performer, to be a better writer, to be a better person. You right. Know? And you I were was, a drinker too. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, and you just tone that down. Yeah. Now I drink like a human being. Yeah. Well, that's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I mean, like, you know, I don't drink at all, but I mean, if you're able to manage that, I mean, it's, because, a, it's still difficult sometimes. What did, you know? wasn't, didn't you do a show based on your alcoholism, basically? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What yeah. was that called? It was called Driven to Drink. Uh-huh. That was 1998. Uh-huh. I did that. Uh-huh. And it was all this thing. I, it's like one of those things where I'm, I'm half embarrassed by that and half proud of it to this day. In what way are you embarrassed? Uh, I had this whole uh, adorable little philosophy about yeah. drinking. And, uh, you know, what uh, it, it was just like... It's just I think about it now, and it's it's kind of dumb, you know. I'm like sure. that's how I feel about it. What Even though it? I feel what like was it's it? Fit, what was it? Oh well, um, what was it? It was like um, you were proud of being that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was very much a part of my personality, right? As as much as smoking was, right? You know. Oh yeah. Um, all of that stuff that I thought that I would I more self consciousness where I thought no this is this is part of my identity. What also defines you. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean a cigarette is like he's a smoker, he's a this, yeah. he's like, you know, we're living hard. Yeah, yeah. You're drinking, you're yeah. that guy. Yeah. If it, I don't if I don't go out tonight and and drink in front of everybody, yeah, you know, I then who am I? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I no one knows I exist. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm a ghost. Exactly. I'm a ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People look right through me. I might as well be yeah. dead. Yeah, people just saw you as a beer and a cigarette moving yeah. through the. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> the Invisible Man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but how long did it take you to realize that that wasn't the fucking ticket? I mean, like, did you hit a wall? No, it was. It really was. Um, I, I got to a point. I had a gal. A, it was I, a gal. Yeah, of course it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, good yeah. Good for you. I had because I, I just use them like I use liquor and booze, the liquor <laughs> sure. and cigarettes. And like, yeah. Another thing I can use to. Hey, I, to why not get other people involved in this? <laughs> yeah, come on, bring them all down. <laughs> oh, stories you're giving people. <laughs> um, I, I, I was hung up on this girl who was a friend of mine, and it was it was really bad news. We were we were close friends, and mm. then I expressed affection for her, and then it all went south. And we, then you ruined her life. Oh yeah, well, no, no, no. I did not ruin her life. She she did just fine. Okay. Um, we we our friendship kind of limped along in a weird way for another year, I would say. Yeah. And then, um, as as happened to many people after nine eleven, I think some uh, reassessing of uh, what is acceptable <laughs> happened, yeah. and then yeah. uh, that flying was in airplanes in the buildings. No, bad. Yeah, that's not number a, one. Unacceptable. I think we all agree that was number one. <laughs> And so it's pre- and then, and then it got right local. To, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the, what was number two? Maybe this isn't working out. Yeah. Number two was uh, like I don't think I need this guy uh, being this way to me. 
treating she, me like I'm doing something wrong. She did, you know, that. by not yeah. loving me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah. an emotional terrorist. He's, yeah, he's flying his yeah. childhood into my building. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. And after, so that was that was devastating. That was yeah, devastating. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, okay, I, I clearly, yeah. I'm not. I, I was always one of those guys who's like. I don't need therapy because I got a pretty good sense of myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I except know for the I'm blind doing. side <laughs> that everyone else sees, yeah, which is yes, which is <laughs> most of it, which is ninety nine percent of who I am. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I went to terrified. I went to therapy for the first time, and I was really, really. What scared. year is this? Oh, so two thousand one. I, I started going in two thousand two. Yeah, uh -huh. early two thousand. Oh, oh wow. mid two thousand two. Yeah. And I was uh, I was just terrified. I did not know what was going to happen. I didn't. What know. was that first session like? That's always to tell. Like you, you, oh, there's such a blur. But I remember the first session was such a relief. Yeah. It was such a relief because she was so nice. Yeah. And she was so. It was. It was like everything that I. I, I went in there thinking, well, I'll try this person out. And uh, yeah. knowing that, okay, maybe this won't be the one, and I'll yeah, go. Yeah, I'll, yeah. But I'll go. I'll I'll do this right. You yeah. know, I'm going to do this right. And she was terrific, and she auditioning. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure, but she she got the part right out of the gate. Oh, good. Um, she was very just matter of fact about everything, but also uh, uh, like like she was very caring, and and it was just like this this works, you know. I'll, I'll right. stick with this, and and I've been going ever since, and it's been the biggest. It has uh, doing that has been the best decision that I've ever made because it 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 made me once I saw the value of. Oh, the more I let this stuff out and the more I, I say the things that I'm afraid to say and the more I look at the things right. that I'm afraid to look at, the better it gets well, well, and the better my life gets. Yeah. Well, that's a good therapist and you know you have a good relationship uh, that, and you're still with her after like, eight years later, yeah. nine yeah, years yeah, later. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So what what, what do you think? What, what were the main things? What was the, the, the thing stuck the stuck in the, the craw of your soul? Yeah, it, it was, you know, it's the same as, as a lot of us uh, yeah. in this business. <laughs> it was it was family issues and yeah. it was... Uh, uh, it was a, a. I grew up in a big family, and I six kids. Holy shit! And Do you know all of them? <laughs> I recognize a lot of them on site. I think <laughs> you, you, have they friended you on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> a couple have, not all. Just not, a couple. Is that true? Not all. I think all that are on Facebook have oh, friended me on Facebook. Well, how many? So how many boys? How many girls? Uh, three boys, three girls. And you were in the middle. I was or? five out of six. Middle boy. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by the time I came along, my mom was burnt out. You yeah. Know? My dad worked all day and came home and went off into his world, you know. Interesting. Like he had a world? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I was he's to some very other guys like that. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's like one of these uh uh he's he's uh of Irish descent and he's one of the remote Irish types, yeah. not the gregarious Irish Are type. Are you all Irish? No, Irish and Italian. My oh, mother's okay. Italian. That's yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, there, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, ca all Catholic. Yeah. Irish and Italian, all Catholic. Did, we, did you go to Catholic school? Oh, yeah, for 12 years. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So you're fucked up in a very non-Jewish way. Oh, yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very specific. Yeah. And so you, so you were the fifth one, so there's plenty of old clothes around. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The detached dad, I find a common thread among us. Absolutely. It's weird. Yeah. So we just wander through the world looking for parents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and then you this have room to... full of strangers will work. Yeah. Hey, like me. And then that thing where you have to, where you realize you have to become your own parent, like things, uh, like things that see, I didn't learn yeah. about, like money and, you know, like stuff like that. Nothing. That's yeah. why we're comics. Yeah. We live out of boxes. Exactly. We're, you know, you know, we don't have a yeah. job in place. There's oh. no sense of like, well, mortifying. What, what about that thing? It's like, well, what about finding job security? I'm like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> That's for babies. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I will be delivered. Yeah. That's a full calendar. Is yeah. job security. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. For a month or two. But exactly. but it's, but it's interesting to me that that you know, that there's so many of us that that do that. I mean, I didn't learn about the self parenting trick till fucking you know recently. 
And oh, to, me too. And, and, yeah. to, and to actually do it. Yeah. To actually say no, Mark. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then to have Mark go, fuck you. Yeah. And then, no. <laughs> exactly. No, fuck you. I can do whatever I want. Exactly. And then he'd go into everything with that struggle. What's yeah. the matter with that guy? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Can't the, decide what he wants. That first time of, of not uh, buying a thing. You know, like saying, I'm going to buy this jacket because it'll make me feel good. Yeah. And they're like, it really won't. Yeah, Not yeah. for very long. Well, what I do in that situation, and I think maybe you could, it would help you, maybe you already do it, is just you know, wear it around the store for a bit. <laughs> oh, that never occurred to me. Oh, no, it's great. Like, I do me. that at big stores all the time. I'll buy, take right. some shoes. <laughs> I'll try them on. I'm like, these are great. And then I'll walk around the store for like another 15 minutes and I'll just like eventually put them back. Maybe I'll take photos too. Sure. I'll this just is hand, the jacket I'll hand I have my spot. Phone, I'll hand my phone to someone. Could you just take a quick picture of me? But you are a close horse. I mean, there's. No <laughs> I am. Yeah. What yeah, is yeah. it now? Now, what is that? What is the? Uh, what is the image we're doing here? I think it's that. It's the. Uh, first of all, I can't wait to answer this question. <laughs> the way it was asked. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm letting you down. Uh, I, now, what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that is almost identical to the inflection. My mother, as she was dying, oh, as she good. was dying, yeah. I'm riding with her in the ambulance to the hospice, and she said, "She said to me, so what's like, uh, what's the what's the ultimate plan here <laughs> with the uh, with the career?" Yeah. I was like, "Wow, you are you're taking care of business on the way out." Um, <laughs> you were there for when she died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She are both your parents dead? No, my father's still alive. Huh. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. It's not something I've had to live through. Were you the only one there? Or? No. Well, she, I was. Uh, Were all six of she you was in the ambulance. She was alone. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you guys. I don't know. Leave your that, jacket. I don't know how that ended up being me, but that was me. And and uh, I'm really, I'm very grateful to have had that uh, that experience. Uh-huh. You know, um, it was. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's one of those things. that's kind of uh, I could describe it to you, but it's it's not. There's no way you can understand what it's like until you experience it. Was it ha- was it was it a process? I mean, did you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah yeah was yeah. She had cancer. She had oh she had a million different things wrong with her, and and she was on uh, dialysis, and she also had this um, I don't know what the condition is called, but she had this uh, this condition where she kept getting this buildup of fluid in her abdomen that had to be drained every month, and it was uh, happening with more and more frequency, and the doctor finally told her. Look, this is the quality of your life for the next, from now until the end. So right. you could either keep doing this, or you could just kind of let nature take its course. And so she decided she was going to go off dialysis, and she was just going to, she was just going to go. You know, huh. she realized it, she would rather do that than. Um, Did she discuss it with the family, or no? At that point, it's like you know she was in her. Uh, her late seventies, so oh. it's like you yeah, know this was yeah. her decision all right. the way. You know, right. and I cannot. That's the thing that that flabbergasts me to this day is is I can't imagine the the idea of being at a point in your life where you say yeah that's enough I'm I'm ready to let go you've never been there no I, mean, I never have not, not even just to make yourself feel better no mm-hmm. no, no 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 I've I've I, I honest to God I I I I don't think I've ever been the I've had like maybe one suicidal thought that was really that close to where oh. I was like, I could see how great it would be to just not be, not be, <laughs> not be anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, and that scared me. And I like, I, that shook me out of but, it. But isn't know? that interesting? I mean, was she a, a, a believing Catholic till the end? No, she was not. Huh. She was a Catholic all of her life until 76. And then she was an atheist. She woke up one day and, uh, um, and she, it just didn't make sense to her anymore. Were pictures taken down and things thrown away? 
Any Jesus? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because there had been there had been um, um, little statues and things uh, around the house, and she was never like uh, evangelical about it. You know well, what Catholics I mean? Catholics are she just was, it's deeper yeah, than that. They don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't need to promote they exactly. Just, they have a look <laughs> exactly. Well, they have great. They have, it's all taken care of. Yeah. There's an organization in place. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, that. Then that, that stuff was all and gone. You don't know what what happened? She just woke up and she said uh, she had started uh, uh, thinking about the Iraq War. And she was trying to think of what reason that God could have for this war because she was raised to believe that God had a reason for right. everything. And then she started thinking she couldn't think of a reason God would have for this war. It didn't make any sense to her. It was stupid. It was it was clearly under false pretenses. You right. know? And um, and then she started thinking, well, maybe that's not how God works. And then she started thinking, well, hold on a second. What if there's no reason for any of this? Then what's the point to all of it? And you know, maybe there's not somebody that's in charge of so all this stuff. She lost her faith. Yeah, she lost her faith, and she was totally fine with it too. It was not at all like it didn't seem to depress her. It it what was amazing to me, and what kind of made me feel good as opposed to bad about it. You know, as she neared the end of her life, because you know, as your parents get older, you, it's it's nice to think that they have a thing that that comforts them. Yeah, she seemed to take comfort in the fact that. In, in the fatalism of it all, I guess, like the idea that, no, you sort of you live a time on Earth and then that's it. You know, like she seemed she seemed like a great weight was lifted off her shoulders that she didn't have to believe in this thing anymore. You well, know? yeah. And, and who knows what was going on in her heart around the you know, the idea of letting go of hell? Yeah. I mean, cause, absolutely. Because I mean, yeah. if you're a Catholic and oh, you yeah. really your faith is really shaken to the point where you lose it, that's got to be a relief. It's like, well, yeah. I'm definitely not going to that place. that doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was a bad idea. all yeah. around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So now, I mean, I guess I'll find out. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. I'll find out. <laughs> but that's interesting, Serge. It was like a, like she was unburdened, and she was yeah. able just to deal with the existential reality of life. Yeah, and then make a decision to, uh, to, to choose to, 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 uh, to go out without, without. Like a lot of people are like that because that's a living will thing. Like if I ever get to this point, yeah, oh yeah. But she was able to make that choice. Yeah, she was hilarious about it too. Like she had, she had no problem talking about it to whoever uh, when she was in in hospice and and. You know, it's it's the last days of her life, and uh, somebody said, "There's, uh, you know, a priest outside. This is a guy that she knew. You yeah, know, had yeah. been over to our house for dinner yeah, countless yeah. times. Like, you know, he wants to know. He's if going he, in for a last call. Yeah, he wants to know if you want last rites. And yeah. she went, "No, really, like that. Yeah, but like, did she that, let like, the guy most... in to just chat with him or anything? Uh, no. Oh, really? No, 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 no. Don't even let the yeah. guy in the costume. Oh, you come know what? In. It wasn't that he was outside. It was that uh, a friend of hers, her best friend, was yeah. going to send for him. Oh, okay. And she just dismissed it. Oh, like, so that she, was she meant ridiculous. Business. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she did. She did not have a deathbed reconversion. And what about your old man? How did he react to all this? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he was he was Let's there. Let's call him. He was there. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was there for everything and, yeah. and 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 sat with her and and you know all that. He, it's not like he was there at the very end and they held hands and stuff like right. that. Um, but he uh, people would ask me, you know, how's how's your dad doing with your mom passing? And I was like, I don't think I'm the guy to ask. I don't, <laughs> <you> <laughs> no know. one knows what's uh, yeah, in there. No one knows. No one knows. No one <laughs> yeah. ever will. <laughs> oh, that's 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 the situation. Huh? But do you have some peace around your relationship with him in that way? Uh, not as much as I would like, and it's it's one of those things where I think I I know it has to come from me, and I have to initiate that. Kind. And it's not like we're estranged or anything. Yeah. It's just like if the if the 
if the phone call is going to be made, it's got to come from me. He's oh, really? not going to pick up the phone. Yeah, with any of the siblings or just you? Oh, just me. He oh, li- he lives with my sister now. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, but I but I well, as far as I know, it's just me. Yeah, <laughs> it's not just me. Is it, is it? I would be upset to find out that he's talking to everybody else. A blue streak. <laughs> I thought I was special. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but is, is it something to do with your career choice? Or- or no, just the fact that I, he never got you. It is just it is just who he is. Uh-huh. It's just who he is. He's not a very demonstrative person. He never has been. And um he is like a guy who likes to um who who prefers to be in the background, you know? Well, that's so, interesting cuz you're a very demonstrative person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my mother was much more right. uh, outgoing and she was much more Italian, you know. So yeah. it was very she was not, she was happy to tell you what was on her mind yeah, yeah. at all times, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And she was she was given to making pronouncements about everything. Everything was a pronouncement, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I have decided yeah, and you know things yeah, like yeah. that. So <laughs> yeah. that's I definitely to a shocked family. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mom's decided. Exactly. Oh god. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. So you're. So do you ever think that's part of your disposition is a reaction to your father? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I'm sure. You know, I was trying to get noticed by both of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and I. It was easier to get noticed by my mother. Um. And now it's like, I I definitely want to have. Um, you know, my dad's uh in his in his 80s and and you know it's 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 kind of beat the clock at this point where yeah. I, I really want to establish some kind of relationship with him and get to know him. Uh, after all this time, have you, you talked know? about that with your therapist? Is there a plan in place? Oh, many, many, many times. What's the plan? Uh, the plan is I have to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah, the yeah. plan, and it's and it's the it's the awkwardness and the and I I, I and I'm sure the 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 kind of pain that's involved um, because it's not easy. He is a, he's a very reserved guy, and so yeah. talking to him is like he will speak when spoken to, but he's not gonna. It's not like. Uh, Oh, if you ask the perfect question, he will just start talking and there's yeah, no yeah. stopping him, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it really is like, I've, I've often equated it to being with a, a friend of a friend that you don't know that well. <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, Could what you do just we watch have in common? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could you just hang out with him for a few minutes? Yeah. I got to run into the store. <laughs> exactly, <Hey>. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you like movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a good way to start. Yeah. I don't know, like, uh, with my dad, like, I just... You I, guys have, you talk to him uh, No, I do, but like, like, I can't, like I don't like when I'm around him. Like I went and saw him. I, I'm only good for about two days before. I, like I'm literally drained. And like he's like he's done it again. I yeah. no longer know who I am. <laughs> he's done it again. <laughs> and now I have to go get new headshots. <laughs> <laughs> just so I could make sure I still exist. It's just so fucking needy. I mean, in a way, you you, you got off easy on that way. But it'd be interesting to see because I have found that a lot of times as they get older. They they just they do need a little push, but they're willing to spill some shit. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they they see it coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean he's lived the life that he's lived is pretty amazing. He he was you know born the depre- during he was a depression baby and and uh, um you know fought in World War Two and oh Pacific really and yeah you yeah, know, yeah. And he didn't tell you any stories? No, 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 no. Well, that's that generation is not. Yeah. You know, is not given to that. Yeah, you know, I think that I think they'll they'll tell you if you if you ask them, but uh, yeah. they're not exactly. Uh, They've kind of compartmentalized it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 because there was no you know celebration of post traumatic. Yeah, yeah, it's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, we did what we had to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah there's a lot of guys that killed, but it, you know, yeah. I, it was my job. What you talk about eating breakfast every day? Yeah, yeah you have to eat breakfast, so you do it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, but that's the stuff. Like I, I definitely. I always think that that's the way in is I want to it's almost the interview style is I want to talk to him about his experiences and see what was this like? Yeah. You know, and the, the things when I think about people from my parents generation and, and the things that they have seen in their lifetime. Sure. Um, it's unfathomable and that they could roll with it. You know, right. like 
you know, by the end of my mother's life, she was on email. You know, she was uh, she was surfing the web, and it's like that's unbelievable to me. It's amazing how we adapt, but it's, yeah. it's also amazing that they lived in in a period in history where there was history. Mm-hmm. Here, everything just there's no history. Yeah, it's just a series of pictures. <laughs> more that, of the same. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's more of the <laughs> yeah. same, but it's all right here in our laptops. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. You, yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. no there's no sense of life's lived. Yeah. It's all personal narrative. There's yeah. no you know broader cultural narrative. Yeah. Like I mean, just the idea of World War II where everybody was like, do your part. Yeah. You know, here a war happens now and people are like, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there were a few of them during World War II, but I mean, it was just a national duty and everybody, I always think that when it was more intimate and there was less, there was less media, mm-hmm. that maybe there was less information, but I'm not sure that was a bad thing because what it did for the human fabric mm-hmm. is that more people were on the same page and there was some, some sense of cultural identity yeah. that because everyone shared. Now you now you have access to all this information, but the thing is, is like now history can be muddied as it happens. Oh, yeah. You know? So yeah. if you're looking for information on something, you're going to find 50 different versions of it. Right. Yeah. You're not going to be any better off. Yeah, there's no way to know unless you were there. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to take whatever spin seems attractive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the one I like the yeah, most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This fits my ideology. <laughs> I yeah, I, I mean, I think about those themes all the time. All right, so now, you know, you know, full circle back around to this uh, dandyish persona that you seem to have uh, <laughs> yes. uh, uh, appropriated from <laughs> God knows who. Who did it come from? I think it came from uh, from that's who was in... That's what showbiz looked like when I was a kid. And that's who seem to be the coolest people because of uh, the age I am. Um, and I know you can understand this. Uh, you know, I, I would see the tonight show. I would yeah. see the Merv Griffin show, yeah, you know, sure. It was like, and, and everybody wore a, a suit and tie to yeah. be on television, yeah, you know? Right. And so, that was what I. That was absolutely what I wanted to be. You yeah. know, and then the comedian was the best one because he was all by himself, and everybody paid attention to him, and everybody liked him. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it seemed effortless. You yeah. know, and he'd go sit on the couch and joke around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the dude that I want to be. And you we, know? now we learn it takes a little more effort than we thought. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was yeah. all big lie. Yeah, it's effortful. <laughs> yeah, full of yeah. effort. Yeah, yeah. So, so the uh, the 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 spectacle of Paul F. Tompkins mm-hmm. now, because mm-hmm. you don't just wear a suit. I mean, you wear a fucking suit. Oh yeah, it definitely has gotten more flamboyant the the older I've gotten, and it's like I feel like I am preparing for my old age yeah. because that's because the, the the to me like seeing um, uh, Peter O'Toole on Letterman, you know, like dressed to the nines, this like elegant older yeah. guy. It yeah. was like. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. And I'm st- I'm going to prep now. Yeah. I'm going to prep now. But there is sort of a, a, a also a cult uh, history and show business of this of of I don't know what you would what a dandy really is. It's but, a, it's a fop except you don't have a handkerchief tucked in your sleeve. And a fop is <laughs> I think a fop is like <laughs> to me I think of the fop is like the the painted on beauty mark, you oh, know, okay. the right. powdered wig. So and, just shy you know, of burlesque sort of in yeah. a way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. male burlesque. Yeah. The guy yeah, yeah. who hosts a burlesque. I'm thinking <laughs> You know, Joel Gray and Cabaret, you know, in white face. More of a fop than a dandy. Yeah. I would I would hope yeah, so. Yeah. And I, I don't see you as that. Though From I, your lips to God's ears. Yeah. <laughs> but I have seen you, I think, wearing white makeup. Have I not? I don't think no? So. Maybe I don't that was a dream so. I had. That might have been. I, 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 you know what I think I'm associating with the. Uh, Kabuki? No, with the. Maybe. Or the cover of V for Vendetta or something. <laughs> is that possible? Maybe so. It's possible. <laughs> but, but there is a. But, but what I'm saying is that. There have been people like, uh, like uh, what's his name, Tom Wolf, the writer. Mm-hmm. There have been people that are are fairly aware of being recognized 
yeah, uh, as as uh, and, and and maintain that consistency. Mm-hmm. I think that when you were younger, you you, you still had the suit thing going, it, yeah. I, as I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were more of a Jackie Gleason. <laughs> well. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, but did, was that was point? not how I thought of myself, of course. But did you like you Jackie know? Gleason, or was no. that even on your radar? He, wa- I mean, I knew who he was, and I had seen the Honeymooners and everything, but right. it was not. He didn't do it for me. But you're always you know? sort of a tour yeah. you know, kind of a you know, take over the room and yeah. You know, yeah. And but I also was not always a, a heavy guy. That was like a thing that happened with uh, beer. With well, with with moving to LA and and uh, I remember it was it was after my first year working on Mr. Show, I think, and it was the constant anxiety of having this dream job, um, but feeling like I'm going to get fired at any moment, and being in an office environment where there's like food all over the place, so it's like eating all day long, and then uh, drinking at night, and it was just this terrible combination of things that I was not, that I was handling as best I could at the time, you know, but I, I... I gained like I'd never been heavy before like that. But food makes you feel better. I mean, that, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, and the worse the food is, the more it makes you feel good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like immediately as I'm eating it, I'm like this. Like last night, I did this oinkster thing. You ever been to oinkster? <laughs> no. On Colorado. Oh no, I just saw it for the first time. What is that place? I thought it was a shitty place, but then Jesse Thorne says we got to try it, and they have they make their own pastrami there. So I mean, it's wow. Like and they have like uh, uh, this nice red cabbage slaw, chili mm-hmm. fries, but their own pastrami. And I'm in this thing now because I've gotten out of the loop on the exercise, and I'm letting myself drift with cigars and shit. <laughs> but once it starts to go, I mean, it starts to go. I sat oh, there last yeah. night. I shoveled the pastrami sandwich in my mouth chili yeah, yeah. fries and then a chocolate shake and yeah. i came i couldn't sleep yeah. I, cu- I couldn't sleep because of it yeah yeah, yeah. And, but while i'm doing it, i'm like i feel good <laughs> yeah, this exactly. is good look at me eating yeah and then within an hour i'm like oh, i'm i'm want to die what have i done to my heart yeah i'm a monster yeah I, I I'm, a a monster monster. Who, I'm a monster who doesn't deserve love clearly because yeah. i ate that sandwich <laughs> <laughs> and I, I enter the world like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you you know, you did seem to solidify yourself in, in the world of uh I mean now I think that your signature is revolving around your sort of rebirth as a as a solo performer. Yeah. And that it seems that at, at from fairly early on, from Mr. Show forward, you've worked in television. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. You, you know, you were integrated in, you, you know, you did, you did episodic work a lot. Yeah. You show up in movies mm-hmm. and, uh, and then, you know, and then you show up in really good movies, mm-hmm. uh, for moments. Yes. For moments. Like, it, for brief I've, moments. I've had this experience a few times in, in movie theaters. That was Paul. It was him, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. But what's your relationship with like, uh, with, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson? I, I haven't seen Paul in a while. The director I, I, of There Will Be Blood. That's right. I have not seen him since then. Um, did you do another movie? You did. You've been, sort of shown uh, up in most of Magnolia. His movies. Magnolia. Oh, okay. Magnolia. I did a, what ended up being just a voice in Magnolia. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and and yeah, and that was it. But uh, he's a guy that I have uh, known off and on through Largo. Yeah, um, that was uh, the, the old nightclub. Right, Largo. the crux. Yeah, and uh, and yeah. he started coming to. Largo around the time that comedy started happening at Largo. It had been open for about a year and was just a music club. And then they started doing comedy on Monday nights. And then all the comics and the musicians started to get to know each other and appear on each other's shows. Yeah. And does Josh D. Donato get any credit for this? No, I will always give Josh credit. He was yeah. the guy that brought comedy to Largo. He was. You know? And yeah. that would not have happened had it not been yeah. for him. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I see him around occasionally. He's still kicking. I haven't seen him in a while. He's uh, he's different. He cut yeah. his hair. And he yeah, wears yeah. a hat. That's right. <laughs> he's actually trying to be you. Maybe you ought to call him. <laughs> 
but um, in terms of uh, you know the the sort of click that came out of Largo, I, you know, I haven't really talked about that specifically on the show. Mm-hmm. That because I wasn't living here, and I would come and do it, but there was definitely something that happened. It was sort of a hub for what you said that there was yeah. musicians, yeah, there yeah, were yeah. filmmakers, there was sort of a young group of uh, of creative so- types that mm-hmm. were, were sort of surfacing in Hollywood at that time, and that was really the place where you know I mean Galifianakis came out of there. Yep. You know Dana sort of cut his teeth in there, though he was already working a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean he was an established guy, but I think a lot of things. Uh, you know, Bob and Dave, uh, White Trash Lotto came out of there too. Yeah, and that's I mean, right. it, it's an amazing. Who else was around? But Amy Mann and Greg and, Barrett. Yeah, Barrett. Um, yeah, I remember Fitzsimmons went up there a lot. Yeah, it um, was just like this weird hub of of what was really alternative comedy here. Yeah. But oddly, not, and I find this a lot that a lot of what people frame as the beginning of alternative comedy were mainstream comics who just yes. didn't fit into the mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. wanted an outlet. Yeah, it was for me. It was like I. That's what I was looking for when I started in Philadelphia was where are the where are the places that I can go and I can do the stuff that I find the funniest that I don't uh, that I don't have to I don't have to worry if people are going to are going to get it. I don't have to worry about holding people's attention or disappointing you know? a club owner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, well, you Who know, doesn't get it. Yeah. 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 Right. It's that, that feeling of, like the, the first eight years that I did stand up, that feeling of being on stage was very desperate and it was very like Jesus Christ this has to go well yeah, yeah. you know these you people I can lose these people at any second you know <laughs> and then that was the, that was the biggest change for me coming out to LA it was like I've maintained people. that excitement throughout yeah. my career <laughs> and it is exciting isn't it <laughs> <laughs> but, but coming out here but you know seeing that people they're they're they trust you yeah you know like there's they're saying we we came to this place because we're assuming we're going to see something that's that's novel and that's interesting. It's not. And the food was good, which I think made a difference. That people could <laughs> did, the Largo eat. food. Yeah. Did you like that food? I don't know if I liked people it. People were but very it, divided on that food. I don't know if I liked it. A lot of people complained. Uh, but but they were eating dinner. <laughs> they were eating, and, dinner, and yeah. it seemed like a respectable dinner. Yes. It wasn't like you yeah. know some it sort was of bar respect- food. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was not chicken wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there were no nachos. nachos. Yeah, 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 exactly. Pasta. Yeah, no, it was grown up food. Yeah, absolutely. Grown up food. That's fucking. <laughs> yeah. So you felt that you were with like-minded people, and and the audience yeah. was like-minded, and and it, but it definitely was it was where the juice was for yeah. Like you know, it took me a long time to realize, in, you know, probably till recently, that you, you, this whole idea that you know a, a whole generation of of talent, uh, talent managers, mm-hmm. talent agents, mm-hmm. uh, filmmakers, they all sort of come up. At, at the same time, yeah, you know, and the people that are in their periphery, you know, given their world mm-hmm. as talent or as an agent or whatever, they align themselves with each other. Absolutely, I mean that's how this this, and then they push aside, yeah, you know, the people that are you know are, are pitching the Michael Winslow movie, <laughs> yes. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I had no sense of that. I mean, did you have a sense of that early on? I mean, no, the, I didn't have a sense of it at the time. You know, it, but also it was it was a very heady time. And it was very intense. Like that was I remember that as being. Um, for for me anyway, but I, I would I would I would wager that a lot of people felt the same way. Um, that it was uh, there was always stuff going on. Um, you you had people that were doing uh, some amazing work, um, and you had some people that were that were figuring it out. People like me, I think, that were figuring it out that that didn't realize they were figuring it out. Like I kind of thought, like I I do I remember being on stage at one point, and I was doing this. 
was talking about some episode of a TV show that I saw. I'm getting all worked up about it. And I'm like, really like ranting about this. And the audience is going crazy. And I had a feeling like, eh, this isn't right. Like this is, this is, I'm talking about this dumb thing and, and I'm, 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 I'm like selling it with performance, but this doesn't feel earned and it doesn't feel I, that was like the first inkling right. of so this you is finally, not really what I want to do. Finally found a place where you could fit in and you wanted to fuck it up. Yeah, exactly. It was like, <laughs> yeah. well, uh, this is not. These people, I can't trust. It wasn't them. satisfying. It wasn't satisfying. Well, 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 there is that issue, too. And I don't know how you feel now because, I mean, you're doing, you know, something, you're doing, you're, you're managing career a little differently than me in terms of, of who you perform for. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But sure. I still like, uh, like, I like when there's strangers in the room. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I've been fighting all this time to get my people out, but I had this interesting moment come up in Philly, mm -hmm. you know, like a guy tweeted online that there's a lot of douchebags in line you know, at the Mark Maron show. And then like, you know, <laughs> then I, I walk around the room sometimes before the show and he comes up to me. He's like, dude, I just tweeted that like we're seated with some of them. And I'm like, would you relax? Yeah, I mean, they're just people, and right. you know, and, yeah, and you yeah. know, and I'm going to do a show, and they might have heard me on radio. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can handle this. Yeah. I'm on it. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you watching my back. And then the guy comes up to me afterwards. He's like, "You're right. They were laughing the whole time." I'm like, "Well, look who's a weirdo now." Right. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. What are you judging on? A haircut? And we yeah. all do that. Absolutely. But but I like, and I think what you were speaking to, and and I don't know if you were, but but I like it when when it's not everybody. You're not preaching to the choir of one kind or another. That that there is a challenge to the fact, like we're not sure who this guy is. We watch this clip on YouTube, but I don't know if he's funny. And right. then you get the audience that doesn't. There's still that the idea for me of the comedy club that you're you're dealing with strangers and your part of your job is to entertain strangers yeah. that may not know you. I don't know how you feel about that. I I the way I feel is like I I want to I want to be I want to be doing something that's substantial. Mm -hmm. That it, it only and, and it's it's like it's my it has to be substantial for me. It has yeah. to feel like that was worth saying on stage, okay. you know? Yeah. And it's and it's my criteria uh and, but I have to feel okay about it. Um, to do it on stage, and that was the very, very beginnings of of uh, of 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 starting to get better at stand up, you know, um, and kind of realizing like uh, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am, you know, right. maybe I don't have it all figured out, you know, right. just because I'm just because I'm getting laughs to just anybody can get laughs, right. you know, and, and there's how many people do you see that it's like, well, this is this is button pushing kind of bullshit sure. this guy's doing, sure. you know, he's hitting all, the, it's making the sounds of comedy, right. but it's not really it's comedy, it's just a rhythm, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, so that was that, but, uh, but, but it kind of, it kind of ties into, it does tie into, uh, uh, my approach now to, to, to performing in, in front of audiences is like uh, the comedy club thing for me, the challenge of doing that, uh, I, I got to a point where I, I just didn't, that didn't hold an allure for me anymore because I, I felt like as my stuff got quieter and more internal, um, and less explosive, you know, and more implosive, if you will. I, I so felt less like a caricature. Yeah. 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 More it was more honest. It was like, I don't want to, I didn't want to do what I felt was like babysitting people because when I would go to the comedy, I clubs, call it that too. It's yeah, interesting. Where would, you, you look around the room and you're like, uh, yeah. is, am I going to have to babysit? You yeah, yeah. Yeah. Am I going to have to deal with like, no. Yeah. Hey, boo. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Or just people fucking like, talking. Yeah. It's you like know? you're an audience. Yeah. Behave yourselves. I'm yeah, doing yeah, my yeah. part. Right. Yeah. When I when I felt like these there's certain people that have an idea of what comedy is and I don't meet that idea. And so they check out. And I, I felt like the, the, the kind of stuff that I'm doing 
it's I'm not performing it to the best of my ability if I'm worried about this guy over here who the the glow of his phone in his face because he's totally checked out. But, of but is I'm there saying. a sense because like you know I deal with the same issue and yeah. I and I deal with with something I perceive in myself. As, as fear and arrogance. Yeah. Now, because if I watch, like, you know, I recently watched Bill Cosby himself, you know, all the way through. Yeah. And, about and, it. Yeah. God, I had that thing memorized yeah. when I was a kid. Well, yeah. I, and, like, I sort of come to it with new eyes, and, and he was never mm. really one of my guys. Mm. You know, I, I mean, I like some of the old stuff, but I, I was never, he never, like, you know, I, you know, Pryor always spoke to me, but, right. but just on a stylistic level, Bill Cosby is speaking to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone goes, you know, fuck Bill Cosby, you go, what's the matter with you? Right, you know, right. And, and anybody yeah. could, you know, you, you, I, I have that problem with them with people saying fuck anybody who has yeah. established a unique place in the world for themselves because yeah. I'm like, there's no conversation, just fuck Bill. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 exactly. So, you know, so so like I'm watching this thing and I realize, and it was a profound realization at this point in my career because this is the last within the last year that, you know, he is deciding the pace mm-hmm. and he is deciding, you know, what they will laugh at. Yeah. He's making that decision for for a, a fairly broad audience. Yeah. And then I started to realize, because I think what you're speaking about is something I did too, is that there's a panic and they're sort of like, how do I manage this guy? Mm-hmm. How am I going to keep him interested? And I also talked to Stuart Lee about it, that you know, which also changed my mind about things at this stage in my career, where he said, you know, I've begun to look at the people that don't get me mm-hmm. with, with sympathy. Like mm-hmm. w- w- in the sense that, like you know, I'm sorry that th- that I'm not your idea of of what you expected. Absolutely, uh, and 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 that your night is fucked up because you can't get me. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. To yeah, bridge yeah, yeah. this gap, so that's more in defense of, of 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 finding your own audience. Yeah. But to me, lately, there's also in terms of my my fearlessness that I think is real now and earned, as opposed mm-hmm. to just pretend right. fearlessness. Yes. Which, and I've said that before, like you know, ninety five percent of comedy, you know, and certainly in the, the most of your career is pretending like you're not afraid. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. Oh, it's like that first time that you go on stage, oh, like God, in, horrendous. In, like in you're, my, all you're thinking is like, it, I'll be off soon. Yeah. <laughs> in, my, in my mind, that is it's such a blur. Like anything that happened on stage, but I. I must have thought it went pretty well or I never would have done it again. Well, you got the you response. Know? Yeah, I got yeah. some response. Right. If I probably, it's like Scott, I, I was so happy that you had Scott Carter on yeah. um, uh, recently because I, I, I love listening to him and, and his whole his whole thing about um, all he had to do was, was uh, his deal with himself was to get one laugh. Yeah, yeah. And so once he got two laughs, it was like, well, I'm way ahead of the game here. <laughs> yeah. This is beyond my wildest expectations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like... Um, uh, when I, I I've, I've I've had that same thing that that Stuart Lee is talking about. When I I, I became more charitable about it. Yeah. Like first it was you know you go through the thing where where the Fuck anybody's you. not liking they're your enemy. Yeah, they're your enemy for not liking what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized oh this is such a drag. That yeah. guy's not having fun. He's like gonna sit here and the expression on his face. And you just hope he terrible. doesn't ruin it for everybody. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the best case scenario is that he just takes it. Yeah, you know like. <laughs> Eh, it'll be over soon. Like, hopefully, he's philosophical, and it's like yeah, this yeah. is just ninety minutes. And then out you of my know, life. after the show, he's like, yeah. the middle guy was better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the worst. The middle yeah. guy, I liked him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, but I felt like, I, I guess I, I got to a. Uh, I, I felt like I'm not looking for that challenge anymore. That challenge of winning over uh, strangers. strangers. It was I want to be with people who trust me enough that I can really stretch as much as i possibly can and that became the challenge for me it's supportive yes was like was like i want to i want to be able to open my mind and i I spend the first you know uh 15 minutes of my set just stream of consciousness just see what happens you know yeah and and hitting some some fun stuff and being in the moment and i felt like i want to be in the moment as much as possible and i can 
you know, the, the problem with being in the moment is if something is going wrong, if there's somebody texting, if there's somebody, you right. know, being too loud or whatever, it's like now you got to go to that. Gotta you know, and you got to address that. Yeah. And it's like hard for me to ignore that stuff when it's like knowing that, okay, if I just, if I don't call attention to that, it'll probably stop. But, but you know, but do you ever like, I mean, and I guess this is just because of where I come from, but we don't come from different places. You know, I come mm-hmm. from, you, you know, really, you know, wanting to work as a comic. Yeah. You know, d- despite everything else. Absolutely. And it's only now we're with the advent of technology where you're like, I can work as a comic in someone's living room. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but there's still, there's part of me that 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 the thing that we're trying to get away from is is that dread of going into that second show on Friday and and knowing that like you know I can't do what I planned yeah because I have to you know get these animals to 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 focus yeah. I have to herd them yeah, yeah, yeah. into my 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 mind yeah like, uh, you don't want to be the headmaster, you yeah. know. You don't want to be yeah. like scolding people, even in a fun way. But you're good at it, right? I mean, I, I, there's some guys that can't do crowd work at all. I can eviscerate no, it. No, I have gotten to the point where it, it took me. I was talking with Maria Bamford about this because she was uh, asking me about like, what do you do with hecklers, you know? And I deal with them. Yeah. Well, I got to the point. I, I what I what I was saying to her was I got to the point where I realized because uh, I used to be in, in. I started out. Like the thing was, anybody made any noise, you shut them down, you yeah. know. And then I gradually understood, like, well, not everybody is trying to sabotage you. That's right. They're, sometimes it, people sometimes, are they're, they're caught up in it, you know, or they're talking amongst each, each other, or yeah, laughing out of context, which yeah. is the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's done laughing, and then you get the weird tables like, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, that's not for the right reason. I know you're making fun of me. <laughs> I know you're making fun of me. Well, I'm fairly diplomatic too. I, I'll stop if someone's doing something. I'll be like, what, "Are we doing that?" I mean, literally, <laughs> right. when you get that tone where it's like, "Is there a reason?" Right. I mean, that like we're trying to do a thing here. Yeah. Why don't you get on board? Exactly. Or- but uh, what I try to do now is to be to be friendly about it first, and and assume that maybe this person is just having a good time, and they're like, "That's why they said something, whatever." And uh, and so what I try to do is give them a chance. To be good natured, like I'm being good natured. <laughs> yeah, let it go for a little bit, and if they're not going to be uh, nice, that's when I yeah. try to. Then shut we it down. ruin the show. Yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> but but it's so I can say to everybody, you all saw it. <laughs> you all saw it. I was a good guy. <laughs> As someone's escorted out crying. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have uh, little, you know, fewer and fewer problems with people being removed immediately. I mean, yeah. like, I, I mean, when I see oh, that, yeah. it used to be like you do deal with a heckler and the yeah. worst thing that could happen, especially if it, it was up in the front area, yeah. is that in the middle of you dealing with it, that's when the club decides to take action. Yeah. So then all of a sudden the, the guy, the door guy comes out and talks to him in front of everybody else to the point where you, you have to stop your show and yeah. you realize like, yo, I'm a bitch now. Like, yeah. What the hell just happened? <laughs> exactly. like, you know, I didn't need you to, I was on, yeah. on top of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after the show, they're like, well, we didn't really know where to step in. Well, not in the middle of when I'm succeeding. We didn't know where to step in. Yeah. I will, I'll tell people now and I, I did do this in dallas and it worked great i'd I'd never done this before but i i I had um you know a crowd of people ostensibly there to see me right um there was nothing else happening that night it was just me at this place you know and so there was four people uh up front and this one girl like uh did like a funny thing in response to something that i said and i was like what's going on and she explained it and then um you know i made a joke about it and then I guess she felt like I was making fun of her. And so she then she was checked out. And so yeah. she's talking to her friends and, you know, then she's texting and it's like it's really distracting in the front row. And uh, so I talked to her about it. And uh, and then she you know, like gave me some attitude back and folded arms and everything. And then she kept on talking. And so I stopped at one point. I said, you know what? You guys clearly aren't enjoying it. 
So why don't you go? Like yeah. it's early enough that you, you can, can do something. You can get your money back. There's you movies. can go out and have a night. Yeah, no, I tell you what, you go at any point. Just you can leave. I'm not going to make fun of you. I'm not going to. I'm not out to like uh, to to you know uh, uh, humiliate you or anything. But it really is like it's distracting for what I'm trying to do. So if you're not having fun, just go. There's no harm done. I'm not going to take it personally, you know. And so a couple of minutes after that, they got up and left, and it was fucking great. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like oh, that's yeah. all it is. That's all. Yeah, it, that's all you have yeah, to do. Is that funny? If you don't like it, just leave. Yeah. That's all you have to do. It, but it's so funny when they're they're actually giving this opportunity in front of people. Where yeah. you, you, you lay out the terms, like yeah. you know, so I can just go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. What are you really gonna do? <laughs> I'm going. I'm stepping away from the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're just like back, uh, like never turning their back on me. Right, just right, right. Backing up the but aisle. I gotta know. <laughs> once they were out of range, did you go? Oh, thank of God. Of course I did. Of <laughs> course God I did. That's done. I went off on him for ten minutes. <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> and then you called her. A deal's a deal. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Yeah. I, 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 I asked the box office for everybody's name and number. <laughs> yeah. yeah and we, we figured out who it was. That's right. And then you played the tape of the show for her. <laughs> <laughs> so how is that working out? You do this thing. How does it work with you in the shows now? Because it's sort of, you know, it's a, you know, people talk about it. It's the Paul Tompkins. Oh, uh, I know there's been people talking yeah, about sure, it. Yeah, sure. The 300. The, uh, PF, <laughs> the PFT 300s. <laughs> Um, I started, uh, this came, it came about by accident. I was in, I was in Atlanta and I was recording, um, laughing skull, laughing skull, great place recording for comedy central and what was going to be a DVD. And, um, uh, there was, the crowds were not, it was not selling out. And I was like, I kind of need people to be here. And that place seats 70. It's tiny. Yes. It's tiny. It's like, I really need people to be here. So I'm, I'm using our old friends, social networking platforms. Um, I, started putting the word out i really need people to show up and so in the midst of this this uh, very frenetic uh hey two for ones you know come on yeah, down yeah, you guys just yeah. uh, i really want people to be there this guy you're firing on the street <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. oh just about yeah. i was ready to do it if i had to <laughs> yeah yeah um in that neighborhood you would have gotten a lot of black gay men uh, there, <laughs> i would have taken it yeah there's a there's a club across the street <laughs> yeah for, oh yeah yeah, yeah. with the bulldogs or I don't something like what, that it's yeah pit, uh, yeah it's something weird yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it is it's quite a, it's quite a block yeah it's quite a block um, this guy tweeted me from, uh, from Toronto, uh, total stranger said, why don't you come do a show in, uh, in Toronto? And I was livid. I was livid because there's nothing, there's nothing worse than if you, if you post about a show on one of these things, you're trying to get people out. And then somebody says, just come, uh, just come here and do a show. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? What do you think is going on here? Yeah, like, how do you think this works? I'm, I'm trying to get people to the one place. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you know what? I'm calling it off, guys, because yeah. this guy wants me to go yeah, 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 to yeah. Michigan. Yeah. So. Um, Load up the cameras. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> so I wrote back to him and I, and I sarcastically said, if you get 300 people, because I figured out that's what I needed to yeah. fill the place over the course of the four nights that I was there. If you get 300 people to say they will absolutely come to see me do a show in Toronto, then I will book a show in Toronto. And so this guy, I th I think literally five minutes later, started this group on Facebook. I want to see Paul F. Tompkins in Toronto. And he sent me the link and he said, OK, so uh, we're, uh, we're going. We're, we're doing getting it. the ball rolling here. And within a couple of weeks, he had 300 people and he laid it out. Um, and it ended up this guy was a comic, this guy, Bob Kerr, and he laid it out, said, you have to be serious about coming to see a show. Don't join this just because you want to help me out or because it's easy to join a group like you have to be committed to seeing a show if he books a show here. And so he got to 300 people within a couple of weeks. And I said, 
Yeah. All right. Well, I'm as good as my word. And Let's you see had what uniforms happens. made, and now yeah. there's the PFT <laughs> exactly. army. Exactly. That's across that's the right. country, around right. the world. Yeah, there's an oath you have to yeah. take. People have to wear a fake mustache <laughs> yeah. to come into yeah, the yeah, show. That's right. That's yeah. right. Everybody gets a ring. <laughs> um, so uh, that was it. It was I did the, the Rivoli up there in, in Toronto. And, where, he, and it worked. And it worked great. It worked great. It and, was and it was it was the best I, at that point, it was the best night of my career. I never had that much fun on stage. And now how many of those of PFT three hundred shows have you done? Oh boy, um, a few dozen, I think. I, I did really? it for I did it for about a year. I the first one was in that first one was in two thousand nine. Uh huh. So uh, it, for all of two thousand ten, that was how I was booking shows. Um, the first return one was this past October in the, at that first one in Toronto. Now, does, now as a return, did it grow? Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. Um, and it's been. It's been great. Were there, and, and were, there been, city, were there cities you went to that you're like, there's no way there's 300 Paul Tompkins fans there? Uh, yeah, there's been a couple surprises, like uh, Madison, Wisconsin. You know, right? Uh, I, I was really surprised that that one grew, sprang up, and and grew quickly, and and was a fantastic show, like at this great theater, and and uh, uh, there's been a couple a couple places that the attendance, like that one in Dallas, what what made it so bad that that, uh, that foursome was talking um, was that there was not that many people there. Right. I, I think I had around 50 people well, did show you, up. Well, did you bust balls on the guy who said he was going to get a 300? Well, no, because it's like, it, it's, it's, they're only in control of it so much. And and so I asked afterwards to the to the group, like, what happened, you guys? You know, people said they were going to come. And some people said, yeah, I had plans. And, you know, there's a lot of this scheme that's kind of up in the air because people say, oh, yeah, I definitely want to go. But once the date is announced, like, well, I can't go on that. Yeah, date, I was just saying know? I wanted to go. Yeah. And then some people were like, oh, the, pr- the ticket price was too high. No, but but like, now how does bucks. It... Fuck you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to fly I mean? home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but now... When you do that, who's in charge of renting the theater? Do you leave that all up to them? We tried to do it. No, no, no. That is that is my management finds the venue. You know, the, all the all the people have to do is start the, gonna start the group and say they're going to buy a ticket. That's it. Right. That is it. Right. There's there's no there's no commitment other than a, a sort of gentleman's agreement right. that yes, if you we will come see a show. You know, um, and it's now it's kind of fucked up because Facebook has changed their settings, so now you can add people to groups. And then it's up to them to subtract themselves from that group. Right. So it can be, you can just add, like, you can add 300 people in a day. Right. You know, and then, so it's not, I can't gauge the numbers anymore. So I'm trying to figure out now a way to do it off of Facebook that's the same principle, but where I can track it accurately. I know how you can do that. How can I do that? Get your own TV show. (laughs) Boy, that would help, wouldn't it? (laughs) I bet it would. Yeah. So just, you know, write that down. (laughs) Well, one thing is is the, the the having started a podcast, like being able to track who's downloading where, yeah, has been a big help. Where, to where I feel like there are certain places based on those downloads, I could probably book a show there. What are you finding? Which, which cities? Uh, I haven't looked in a while. I mean, definitely New York and L.A. Yeah, are the Portland, biggest ones. San yeah, Portland, San Francisco. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a lot of the markets that you would think. Right. You know. Right. Um, so, uh, so that's and there's a lot of places that now that the groups have been established, I can return there and just use the group as a means of saying, "Hey, I'm coming back." Yes, you know? yeah, spread and the word. It, yeah, and it worked in Toronto, um, and it's worked. Uh, uh, I forget where else I've been back to since I started doing it, but it's been uh, it's been it's been a system that I've been refining as I go along. But it's it's definitely a working model. And the you know? the the 
podcast is the PF Tomcast. The Pod F Tomcast. Pod yeah. F Tomcast. And you don't do what I do. You do radio theater, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that there's you know a lot of production. There's bits. Yeah. And you have a little bit of conversation. I talk with Jen Kirkman at the end of every. Who episode. doesn't want to talk with Jen Kirkman? Oh, I love her so much. Yeah, she's I just great. got to see her in, at the Punchline in San Francisco, and I I love watching her work. It's one. I I love comics, and Jen is one of those where I she always surprises me. And it's always my favorite comics are the comics that you can have that feeling of. I forgot how great this is going to be. Like when she starts talking about something and it's like, I don't know what she's going to do. Yeah. And this is really exciting. Yeah. You know, she well, always surprises me. It's interesting as, as I get older and I, I like like this doing the podcast and, and sort of being humbled by life has you know, brought me back. <laughs> To a place where I can enjoy it again, yeah. and you know, and not judge in the same way I did, you know, based on my own fear. I feel like I'm very judgmental. I'm I'm a real comedy snob, and I've only it's only gotten more so as, as it's. As, I feel like the the there's a trend but, in comedy now that's so outside of what I do that I can't. Well, enjoy I just it. literally I just say not for me, or you know, be, yeah. I, I mean, I've spent most of my life you know standing in the back of comedy rooms. Yeah. So I, you know, usually I can sort of get where a guy's tone is going. Absolutely. And, and, and I and I'm like I don't begrudge him anything. Yeah. Unless the audience really likes him and I think they're shit, and then I'm like sort of like, well, they're. But usually the first place I go, well, not gonna like me. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, but course. Uh, but like I, I've just there are guys I like to watch. And and, yeah. and and women I like to watch. And then there are you know, guys that are just, you know, that all go out back, you know, and yeah. talk. You yeah. know? And, that, and I just kind of look at it like that. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, I, before we go, you were there the night that I was attacked on stage. You were hosting. Yes, it was Valentine's Valentine's Day, right? Wasn't yeah. Wasn't it? I, I, I can't remember. But I, I just remember that you were the host. 99? And and I think yeah. And you were in the back. And, and I, you know, I remember I was hoping someone had captured it somehow. But there was no captioning. But you went back up sta on stage and said something to the the, the effect because I've told the story here before, I believe, uh, and it was at Largo, which that's uh, that shit doesn't right. happen. No, but but you actually went up and said like, well, it's lucky he was the last act. Oh, I was in a I was in a bad mood the moment I got there. Oh, you well, remember? Before it? I got there, you remember? I remember it. Yeah, I remember it. I was uh, I was I was having a bad night, and it was like it, it was that uh, you just you I got a host. No, it was. Thing. I was not happy in my life. Oh. I was not happy in my life. Okay, so yeah. that, see, this is the weird thing about about you and me is that I think we're we're sort of wired in a similar way, and w we take each other personally. Yeah. <laughs> well, back then, I I take things so much less personally now than I did right. then. That back then, every I was a raw nerve, and everything was yeah, personal. Yeah, me to too. Me. You know. Everything was a referendum on who I was as. That's a person. right. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've really thought about it this clearly, but like you know, I do think about like I, I find myself saying it's like they're not thinking about you; they're thinking about themselves. When people yeah. are like, "That guy's fucked. He's like doesn't like me." He's like, "No, he's not even thinking about you. He's yeah. just he's fucked in his own world." Yeah. And, and but but I think which that's, I was. Well, yeah, but but so <laughs> was sure. I. Yeah. But but you know, not everybody had that effect on me. Yeah. Do you know? I mean, yeah. Did everybody have that effect on you? There's no. just certain people that you're like, you know, you're gonna be the, you're the one that's got a problem with me. Yeah. And then it really, what it is is, I have problems, and yeah. I'm going to displace we, them. We were like magnets, <laughs> with the wrong poles yes, facing. Exactly. Yeah. The same two souths. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I look back when I when I think about the like around the time that I met you, when I think about myself at that time, I I am mortified because I think I I thought I was telling myself that I was a great guy. Right. Sure. And I think about the way I treated certain people and I'm I'm uh, so embarrassed that, yeah. that it was like, wow, I really was I was I was not I, I wish I wish I had been the person that I thought. But, but I mean, I what, but when in, in a reassessment is do you find that you were arrogant 
or or what is the general the 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 thing that you wish you weren't? I'm sure I was arrogant. I I don't think I was as nice a person right. as no, I could have been. Why well, can confirm I think that. I, I was way <laughs> and I no, but I wasn't either. Right. Yeah. But I I, I was uh, I was I was way more judgmental and I was way less empathic than I am now. But you say you're still sort of an elitist when it comes to comedy, but that's just a personal. Taste oh, that's thing. just a personal taste thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. You don't go up to somebody and go. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> with, the, with your pinstripe suit, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> so, so the Pod F Tomcast is monthly. Yes, and every, every there's like a little or uh, like there's an hour long episode every month, and then there's little shorter things that are sprinkled in throughout the uh, throughout the month. Well, it's great talking to you, Paul. It was great talking. I'm glad to you, we uh, we got that. Uh, we I think we resolved stuff. I feel better about you. We I feel better about you right. now. Now will you stop saying on Twitter that you think I don't like you? Yes. Oh, thanks, Paul. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I have to say that was a wonderful conversation with Paul F. Tompkins. I feel not only close, but uh, similar to him, as happens on this show at many times. It was a pleasure to talk to him. I could see us maybe having dinner, and I could see him dressed uh, much better than me. Tomorrow, February 18th, at the State Theater in Ithaca with Eugene Merman. Next week, Wednesday, February 23rd, I will be at Wise Guys in Salt Lake City. Next Friday and Saturday, the 25th and 26th, of February at Laughs in Kirkland, Washington, just a stone's throw away from Seattle. I don't want to hear any excuses that you couldn't come because it wasn't in Seattle. This is where I'm playing. I like the club. It's run well. I'll have t-shirts. We can barter. Please go to WTFPod.com. Get on my mailing list. Kick in a few shekels if you can. Go to the uh, merch. That We got new mugs. We got things happening. Please also go to WTFPodshop.com. Get that uh, weird, dirty episode with the tell or the hipster nerd episode with Eugene and Kristen Shaw. A lot of stuff to be doing. A lot of things going on. Pick up the apps at the App Store for Droid, iPad, iPod, Touch, uh, iPhone. That stuff's working out. It's the only place you can stream the first, God, 60 to 90 episodes. I don't know. It's the only place they're available for the time being. Is there anything else I missed out? Oh, yeah. Hold on. Pow! Whoa! I think I shit my pants. Didn't even wait for it. JustCoffee.coop. Available at WTFPod.com. Or go to JustCoffee.coop. If you get the WTF blend, I get a little something-something. And remember, Carl LeBeau, Sam Kennison's best friend, even in light of something that nobody would want to go through, uh, will be our episode on Monday. Is that enough? We good? Are we good? Okay. All right. Talk to you later.